I wonder if you know the answer to this question. What interesting thing happened on Samoa on the 30th of December 2011? Well, the answer is that the 30th of December 2011 didn't happen on Samoa. The reason being that for economic purposes, Samoa wanted to be closer in time to their main trading partners in Australia and New Zealand. You see, when it was Sunday morning in Samoa, it was already Monday morning, the beginning of the working week in Australia, who were 21 hours ahead, and New Zealand, who were 23 hours ahead. And so the Samoans felt it was better to be one or three hours ahead of their near neighbours rather than 23 or 21 hours behind. So as the clock struck midnight and as 29th of December ended, Samoa metaphorically moved across the international timeline and fast-forwarded to the 31st of December, missing out the 30th of December entirely. A whole day missed. I'm sure as some look back on their lives or even the past year, there might be one day that they wished they could have missed out, erased altogether. But the reality is that much as we might wish it could be, we can't miss out any day or the events therein. In our reading today, we heard the story of one particular day and what it meant to different people. Joseph, Mary and the baby Jesus are at the temple for the traditional purification ritual for Mary. And it's here that they encounter Simeon and Anna, two characters that make their appearance in the next part of the Christmas drama. Now, here's the thing about Simeon and Anna. Both are waiting, waiting for a special day, waiting for the day God would act, waiting for the day God would show up, waiting for the day God's promises and prophecies would be fulfilled. Simeon was a man who knew what it was to wait. He'd been waiting all his life for the promised Messiah, the one who would set his people free. He waited because he knew the Messiah was coming. He waited and prayed for the day to arrive. He trusted in the many promises of God and held on to and believed the one promise that he was personally given, that the Messiah would come in his lifetime. It's not always an easy thing to do, is it? To hold on to a promise. And this particular promise, well, that might well have challenged his faith. So I wonder if, as Simeon approached the temple that day, he was filled with anticipation. Did he know that that day was going to be the day? He was, we are told, moved by the Spirit to go to the temple. Did he wonder, as he climbed the steps, what was going to happen? These are questions we don't know the answer to. But what we do know is that the joy of Simeon's discovery lifted his spirit so much that after all his waiting, he was able to praise and thank God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel.
Many Jewish people expected the Messiah to come with fanfare, but he didn't. And Simeon certainly didn't meet a warrior king. He didn't meet a prophet. He didn't meet a politician. These were the many guises that people expected. Simeon met a baby. There was nothing unusual to mark Jesus out, no halo around his head, just a baby in the temple with his parents, a poor family. We know they were poor because of the offering they brought to the temple. If they had position or money, they would have brought a lamb and not two birds. But it was to this family of no obvious status that Simeon was drawn. It was this child that he took into his arms out of the many he had probably seen over the years. And in those moments he had a revelation. This was the child who would change everything. Yet I'm sure Simeon didn't know that the child he held in his arms was to have such a dramatic and forceful impact on the course of human history. He didn't know how this child's life would unfold. He didn't know of the miracles this child would perform when he grew up. He didn't know of the opposition he would face. He didn't know how he would die or that he would rise again. He didn't know that 2,000 years later this child's story would still be being told. But he did know that something great and significant was taking place and that he was part of it. Then there's Anna. Anna is a widow. She has experienced pain and disappointment. Her husband died early in their marriage and she never remarried, leaving her on her own in a day and an age when it was hard to survive as a widow. She might well have turned away from God in the anger and the pain but Anna didn't do that. Instead of turning away from God, she turned towards God. And her days are a picture of her faith, worshipping and praying. In fact, it could be said that Anna was a prayer warrior. And a prayer ministry is something that every church needs. Prayer is the lifeblood of the church. Prayer is what keeps a church and its ministries supported and moving forward day by day. Prayer is what keeps us in regular communication with God. And because Anna stayed close to God, her faithfulness was rewarded. She saw the Messiah. I like the story about Simeon and Anna. They came to the temple that day, two ordinary people. There were no miracles, no signs, no wonders. All they did was look at the baby. And as they did so, they recognised this child as the light. The light revealing God's love, and they believed. Both of them would be considered elderly, even by today's standards, and yet neither one of them thought that being old meant that God was done with them. They still looked to the future, day by day. They still waited to see what God would do, how God would reveal himself in their lives. This reading from scripture that we've heard today is somehow fitting for this time of the year. As we've just left the old year and entered the new year. Yes, they do seem appropriate readings 
because this story in the temple is full of looking forward. Simeon and Anna saw a vision for the future fulfilled in their old age with this child. They did not know how it would unfold, but they knew this child would bring a new light into the world. George MacLeod, founder of the Iona community, said, All we can do is follow the light we have and pray for more light. And maybe that is the lesson we need to hear at this turning of the year from Simeon and Anna. As we step out into the new year, it's not about having everything laid out before us, knowing everything that's going to happen. But it is about following the light that God has sent into our world in Jesus Christ. Following the light we have and praying for more. The light who tells us that where there is guilt, he brings forgiveness. Where there is despair, he gives hope. Where there is weakness, he offers strength. Where there is anxiety and worry, he provides peace. Where there is sickness and grief, he gives comfort. Where there is failure, he gives love and encouragement and support. As we stand at the beginning of this new year, may we walk into it day by day, trusting in God's promises and trusting that our time, every day of it, is all in God's hands.